3: So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch.
2: $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com.
0: Are we all back to the interval? Audience. Audience. Hello, audience.
4: (laughs) Thank you.
0: Uh, Did you have a lovely interval? <laughs> uh, there are clearly some people still just waiting to be served at the bar, uh, but we're gonna get started without them. Um, we are inclusive up until a point. <laughs> if you're buying alcohol for long enough, we reserve the right to exclude you. Uh, yes, but those Gra- people-Grayson and I did push in in the queue. Did so. you like did you push in like big Which, celebrities? Yeah, it was yeah. a terrible hierarchical non- Wow, that's so
5: exclusionary on the basis of status.
1: Did you you go, we're performers and we've got a tab at the bar? Yeah. I said that and then I said, forget about the white people, serve me.
5: (laughs) (laughs) I'm kidding. And I said... (laughs) Yeah! <laughs>
1: did
0: you then just quickly go, oh, I'm a lesbian, that's something? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I've got a thing. I've got a thing. I've got a thing. It's I've got a thing. It's all right. It was uh, late onset, but late still. On
5: the, yeah, late, late on the, yeah, You exactly. were more
0: privileged until what age? What age did you own your. Did it? Onset? I don't know how do you. I don't, see, I don't know the terminology to say this. So. No, me neither. Uh, 38. 38? I mean. Who else had a epiphany at thirty eight? Was it you? You had a thirty
1: eight year old epiphany. What but I you? am thirty eight right now, so I'm yeah. an, I'm well, I'm hello. a little slow. No,
3: slow your epiphany was art.
0: about like becoming growing into yourself and becoming a new person and like and ditching your career and stuff. Stop being racist against black people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, yeah. 38 is apparently a great age to have epiphanies and I won't be there for a long time. So that's <laughs> sad for me that I have, but I have so much to look forward to. You could laugh less loudly. That deserves a tiny titter and, and a lot of people going, oh, maybe, maybe she's 31 and not any laughter. It doesn't deserve any laughter. And it saddens me that anyone's laughed at that um, as if it was risible. And it's now saddened me that people have laughed at me feeling sad. Um, This could go on a long time. Uh, Okay, are we ready for our second half? Uh, Sarah Barron had to go because she's a mother, she's got a thing. Uh, She has. It's called a child. No, no, I mean she's got an she's got an angle. She's just brought a child into this world, this world of Trump again. Um, and is now trying to send him back. Um, <laughs> so she needed to go home to breastfeed the child, because that's right, women wean the world. Um, so we have new members of our panel, um, so I'm going to sit down and bring them on. Uh, so our panel uh, now includes, in, uh, as well as our previous guests, uh, the wonderful Desiree Burch. <laughs> and Shazia Maza and uh we are we are very excited to have you guys um thank you so much for coming uh so welcome 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 yeah well i i I, um i wanted to ask you desiree and we want to get questions from you guys as well um but i just want to start off just so we've got our new guests rolling uh desiree you're african-american yes yes i am um how are you feeling about
6: this uh, I'm real fucking pissed. Um, yeah, not in the good way yet. Uh, working on it, didn't need much today, so keep the wine flowing. Um, yeah, no, I, I, it's starting to subside, but not really, like, I... and I it was interesting when I went onto social media as it always is for all of us when we are confronted with like the phony realities that we engage with all the time and you know how much uh, my uh, countrymen back at home my friends were you know very much about like you know like let's organize and let's do all of this stuff and I you know was just I posted like a screed on my Facebook about like hey can we stop being plucky fucking America for one second and feel this shit happen we all just got kicked in the cooter hard can we please please just feel the hurt about it right now because I mean and particularly it was interesting because how it broke down amongst my you know white liberal friends and my people of color friends because you know uh, a a lot of us are just kind of like I, I, I was just yesterday I was like fuck America. I'm fucking done. I am so fucking over you and I don't owe you a goddamn thing. Like when my, you know, I had other, I have other American friends here who are doing a show and, you know, one of them was like, you know, I was looking for, you know, some European guy to marry but really like, you know, that's very privileged of me and I need to go back and fight. And I'm like, I don't need to do shit for that fucking country. I'm so fucking done with you. Like it has given me nothing but like a weakened sense of self and a false sense of history and like, you know, just, uh, you know, like it's it's, rapacious you know and it's it is a you know pinnacle of capitalism and everything that is fucking wrong and like and uh completely lying about all of its ideals all the time saying one thing and doing another i don't owe that bitch shit and i was just so upset and is I'm it sorry, wrong that I'm, I'm, I'm sorry about all the language but i'm Heated. Oh you should have been here for the first half. Um,
7: I <laughs>
0: is it wrong that I really am hoping this is gonna turn into Gloria again as I will survive? Like And <laughs> just like to America and so you're back from outer space, outer space. Yeah. yeah I um, wish it had been to
6: outer space. It might have learned something. So yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, yeah. So, so essentially, are you? Will will you? Do you feel actually, literally, like bedding
6: down here and not going back there? I mean, uh, basically from Tuesday night on, I really did. I've been feeling that way here for a little bit. Um, it's not really feasible because of the way that my career works. Like, you know, I do go back and forth, so it's not like I'm never gonna go back, but. You know, Wednesday morning, late Tuesday night, like 5 a.m., and then the next day, I just felt like... I had no country, you know, and that's just you were just like, oh, I guess I am American because I'm completely free from like every, you know, like from any place anymore. And, um, you know, I don't know how I will feel going forward. I definitely think that like, you know, that sense of like duty and like I've got to be part of the change and whatever will eventually kick in if I find my way into it. But um, yeah, like right now, I really, you know, like I really feel like all of these, you know, sort of black luminaries that I look up to, like, if I'm like, I'm just going to pull a James Baldwin and be like, peace out, this bitch, because I'm like, just, you know, like, I I can say all the things that I want to say, but in the end of the day, like, I want to live a human life, and there's only so many cheeks I can turn, you know, to get slapped in again before I'm just like... Everything okay. you've said, I want to make a T-shirt.
0: Like, literally, <laughs> I've got like
6: 12 T-shirts, I have a whole new wardrobe. I'm oh just, my
0: God, let's do it things right Desiree now. Birch has said right now, you have a very good turn of phrase for these things. but it's a Luckily t- we're recording
5: this. Well, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's a it's a hell of a thing that being, you know, in being in the UK post-Brexit, feeling like this is a shit show, to have someone saying, I'd rather be here. I'd it's yeah. fucking terrifying. Yes. Yeah. And I was talking to Sarah about it before, um, before we started recording, which probably, probably should have recorded it. Um, and she was saying, do you, do you think this is worse than Brexit? Because her husband, who's British, suggested that this was on a par or not as bad as Brexit. And of course this is fucking worse than Brexit. Brexit, we've only shot ourselves in the foot. Mm. It's only... It's, oh, that's it's, a T-shirt too. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> t-shirt competition. Yes. <laughs> but it's only, it's, only, it's only the UK that's going to suffer because of Brexit. But Trump in the White House, everyone's screwed.
0: Yeah, I mean, there will be a knock-on effect from Brexit. I think Europe, especially now Trump's in the White House. If Hillary had gone is the White House, I'd be like, OK, there's Brexit, but the mood of the wider world. Mm. But now I worry how many more countries are going to start uh, shooing globalisation. in put in, uh, quote marks if you're listening at home and you can't see me. Uh, and, you know, just like... Uh, start to start to pull, pull away until we're all a, select, a collection of angry villagers again. France is wobbly. France is next. France is so wobbly. I feel like, yeah. I feel yeah. like Brexit, Brexit a... we opened, we sort of loosened the jar. Oh, we do Trump. We so fucking loosened the jar. Uh, there's a question from the audience. Do you
8: think, because you're talking about Brexit in this, do you think that maybe, just maybe, Europe and end britain's going to realise that that's, now more than ever, Europe needs to stay united and because of the voting file No, and Brexit, absolutely not just,
5: because just the think- it's the same sort of idiots that have led the
0: Brexit thing and that are in charge now So your question was, uh, is it possible that the Trump will be a wake-up call for Europe and we will realise we have to be united and we don't also want to be Trumpian Hope is the thing with feathers Hope is, hope is the mm-hmm. thing with feathers, absolutely The thing is and, as well,
9: if you look at uh, Theresa May's response to uh, uh, Trump's Election, <sighs> um, <laughs> then uh, you know that sort of signals about how uh, our government is going to respond to this. It was a f- it was wildly different from Merkel because she's on her way out <laughs> uh, as a person standing in, and people said, "Oh well, you know, she's got to say that because uh, it's really bad for diplomacy if she doesn't." And that's all- similar to what people said about when Sweden brought out a feminist foreign policy and criticised uh, Saudi Arabia. Um, for its human rights violations, and people were like, oh, you can't do that because you know we've got a—that's you know, really bad, and you've got to be able to have, engage and uh, need to sell weapons." And ah, mm-hmm. um, and it's like, well, what what kind of leadership do we want in that context? Um, do we want you know? I think there are nuances in diplomacy where you can, at the same time as you know, emphasising that you don't yourself support the misogyny and you know <laughs> the racism. Uh, also strive to work with someone and say that you'll work with them on those terms and within those values and that's not what happened and what you're going to see now possibly is those uh, very far right right voices um, in the right pull the whole of the right to the right lots of rights but very wrong Um, uh, because as they, they feel now empowered by this outcome um, and they're able to say, hey, we've got it right. Farage and, you know, certainly a thing here. does.
0: I mean, right. farage he is despicable. But someone said to me today, he is openly now making alliances with European Nazis, like actual people who declare themselves as Nazis. I don't think they just meant, you know, sidebar of shame. I think they meant people who say they're neo-Nazis. And... With that Uh, hand up, just like that. too. Yeah, I I did. That was a reflex. That's how it was. It It was like, again, if you're listening at home, it was a gesture that could have been misconstrued. (laughs) It was a tiny bit Doctor Strange love. It was a little little Doctor Strange love. But it was also just a definitive gesture from a powerful woman. So, you know, (laughs) not everything is a Nazi salute. Um, (laughs) There's a a (laughs) T-shirt. Not everything is a Nazi salute. That might be my favourite T-shirt
5: so far.
4: Absolutely. Really. Uh, and sorry, can, uh, I, just, can yeah. I just say the capitalist instinct to make everything into a t shirt is disgusting. <laughs>
7: <laughs> oh, They're free t shirts! I'm
0: giving them away at yeah, right? the commune. So, you know, Shazia, I'm just concerned we haven't heard from you. Hello, hello. hello. Hi. hello. Well, and welcome. Hi. Hello. Hi. Um, one thing I want to ask you about mm. is uh, you were raised Muslim. Trump has made this horrible statement that he's not going to let uh, Muslim people in, come into America. Is that a genuine fear for you? Do you think that well, could possibly I, come true? Well,
2: I've been working in America for about twelve years. I uh, know that's why I'm saying it. Yeah, and I always do really well in America because they think I'm Mexican.
6: Um, <laughs> <laughs> I did as soon as you came out. I,
2: I, did to, I did too. I did too. But now they hate Mexicans as well, so I'm fucked. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an anti burritos. What, so. can I, what can I pretend? What can I? tend to be next. You're going to have just a wall around you. I know. Well, I've had an O1 visa, and I've toured all over America. uh, But obviously, I stay in the safe places, New York, San Francisco, and L.A. And um, a year ago, my lawyer said to me, you've got to get a green card, because if Trump gets in, it's going to get really difficult for you. Uh, But I've never had any problems getting in. But um, my Muslim friends, uh, a few of them in, in America, in New York, have stopped wearing the hijab. Because mm-hmm. uh, they're worried, because they're going to be attacked. Because after Brexit, I mean, I'm from Birmingham. Uh, obviously, I don't live there anymore because I'm doing well. But um, <laughs> <laughs> I am. Uh, uh, no, really. Um, uh, uh, honestly. Uh, um, but the thing is, uh, I, don't, I don't know why people are ashamed to say they're from Birmingham. It looks, it looks quite nice now that it's finished. And uh, I am. Um, As an
1: architect, I, I'm going to tell you. I went to Birmingham, and I was like, where are these spaceships coming from? Like, oh, giant the range, silver the things amongst all these beautiful buildings. And I'm like, who the fuck was this architect? Uh, you should have seen it in
5: the 70s. It has um, the greatest indoor market in it's the amazing. world. You can buy pillowcases for and a pound, fish
2: for a pound. from the same store. Bra, they sell bras and fish well. And magic store <laughs> yeah. for a pound. Both for a pound. Oh, okay.
7: um, <laughs> Anyway, um,
2: after after Brexit, um, I I couldn't understand... see, I couldn't understand Brexit because Birmingham voted out. Mm -hmm. And Birmingham is full of immigrants. It's full of Irish, Afro-Caribbean, Indian, Pakistani, Jewish. So I couldn't understand why they had voted out. But... um, I asked my dad, a lot of his cousins and relatives, they voted out, and it was immigrant on immigrant racism. It's like, I'm in, now let me just pull up the ladder behind me yeah. so no more others can get in. You know, we can't have the immigrants come in over here stealing the immigrants' jobs. When well, I'm an immigrant, I'm, I'm always, I mean, I know I'm
0: not, you know, I, I'm, yeah. a, I'm the kind of immigrant you could like, let's be clear. Yeah. Yeah. It's true though, I am. Like, it, I went, to, it's true, I know I am. I'm, I'm white. Mm-hmm. I read a lot of Venus Blyton as a child, so I sound quite posh. <laughs> and I went to Oxford University, and I was a nanny when I first got here. I'm basically Mary Poppins. <laughs>
7: you, you, know
0: why she, you know why she came in on a flying umbrella? Visa issues.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but um, a friend of mine was abused on the street in Birmingham after Brexit, and it was Ramadan, so she's wearing Asian clothes, and this woman came up to her and said, haven't you left yet? And my friend said, I was born here. And this woman said, well, change your fucking clothes then. And this woman was wearing a pink (laughs) terry-toweling (laughs) tracksuit. I swear. And she had come up and just said, haven't you left yet? And um, I just thought, we've gone backwards.
6: We've gone back to the 70s. You know... Obviously, that's hilarious because, you know, human trash coming up and, you know, whatever. But also, I mean, like, you know, the larger thing in there, which I think, you know, is also clearly relevant in America and everywhere else is just sort of like, okay, well, it's like, well, haven't you read a, like, history book yet or looked at geography? Like, this is not what Brexit's going to do. Have you actually read about the thing you're voting for whatsoever? But I just find it so stunning all the time about you know how ill-informed about not only just the current politics but like the histories of things that people are and you know going out and making decisions that really change the course of history without understanding where it's come from or what the context is i mean you know like the, the astounding thing about brexit was you know just like you understanding the history of europe and the union and and you know mm-hmm. then immediately like going up, no and fuck polls like Really? You're gonna turn on the polls like after all of okay, fine. You know, and coming from America, I can't say shit because like we just like all our history books are like, we're great, you know, and then like you close the book and you go to your next class, you know. They're like slavery happened, but those people were bad then, you know, and it's like, you know, yeah, I mean basically, and the same thing happens with World War II. It's like we can now start to understand the like setup of like all of, you know, of you know, Nazi Germany, but like, you know, when we read about it, it's like, oh well people will were just morally weak or different or, you know, bad then. And it's like, no, like these things happen gradually and there were people saying things and other people weren't listening to them and there were people who wanted to go back to something before because because that's the way history and evolution work, is going back to some other thing that was better before. Like, no, that's not something we can ever do. And so it's just so painful to me because it's so, I mean, simple to look at recorded history since that's what distinguishes us as like you know sentient beings is the fact that like we've recorded these things that have happened and to look at them and go we already did this shit and it didn't work first of all and you know like we're going to have to come up with a new idea and not a repackaging of the old idea i'm always stunned no matter you know having come to the united kingdom and talking to friends who are well educated here and who are like oh yeah well we never really learn about like colonialism and i'm like in britain you don't learn about colonialism is hilarious but like you know our our education as americans on slavery is always super it's just like look at all these sad weak black people like not throwing the chains off of themselves i guess they really like their masters and like they really didn't have anything going for them until we brought them over here is the implicit message that you get and like you're the brown kid in class everyone's looking at it like that's that's you right that's your you know and so you learn that internalized self-loathing and that sort of you know that where that sort of racism comes from and when you internalize it is like, oh, well, I guess, you know, like, you know, I have to be better than because I guess I am less than. And it's, you know, the the miseducation that every single uh, country and community gives its people you know in order to sort of be like we're really great and everything we did before that might have been bad was really not that big of a deal and we did more great things and it's like no part of becoming an adult entity whether you're a human or a culture is to go oh yeah we fucked that up beyond all repair and there's no going back and there's nothing to do but say sorry and to look at it and to never forget that i did that because I can't ever do it again. And so to me, when they talk about, you know, in the States, when they talk about like reparations and people are like, ha ha, I'm <laughs> like, to me, reparations looks like accurate education of the people, of being mm-hmm. like, this is what our country's actually done. Like,
7: that's, that's all I want, you know?
0: We have a question up the back there. question from the floor was in the, let's not say from the floor, what's your name? Helen. A question from Helen. Uh, in the spirit of learning from the past, how much can we hold the media accountable? It's a really good question actually, because the, the media in 1930s
1: Germany. Yeah, and yeah, 1930s yeah. Britain. I hold them a hundred percent. the Daily Britain. Mail then
5: and the Daily Mail now, mm-hmm. yeah. not yeah. polls apart.
1: I hold them a hundred percent accountable. Part of the reason why I want to go into media. I I can't stand any more celebrity news. Yeah. As soon as I hear it, I shut it off. Uh-huh. I open up a book, because I am so, I, I fucking don't care who's getting divorced. I don't care who Prince Harry is dating. I don't care, I don't care, I don't care. What I care about is knowing that Russia is sitting on our doorstep. What I care about is knowing that people are beating each other up in the streets, because they belong to different political parties. Why is this happening? That is what I care about, because I want the world to be a better place. But apparently, Brad and Angelina getting divorced is going to make the place, this world a better place, which I disagree with. People lying, politicians. <laughs> Full outlying saying this is what's going to happen if you leave Brexit and not being accountable for it. And the media covering it, not mm. doing the research to say, actually, and never this doing the happen. thing
0: like saying. But you, you guys said on the bus, you guys said there'd be 350 million yeah. more for the NHS every 10 seconds. Uh, when's that <laughs> happening? Yeah. There was a and bus. It's like, going to cost us billions to leave. Billions. I think it's, it's not it's not just
5: a great question. It's the question. I think it's oh, the media. Helen, I well mean, done. You've asked yeah, the question. You have asked the question.
10: Because, well done,
5: Helen. <laughs> because not only are we being stuffed by a right-wing media, we're be, we're, and I love the BBC. I think the BBC is really important, but they And we want to be on it. And we do want <laughs> to be on it as much oh, as possible. Tr- 6.30pm from 27th of December. Um, but the, the news's quest for balance stuffs us. Absolutely. Mm. When you whether it was Brexit or whether it's climate change, they'll get they'll get on one of the or two of the ninety five percent of climate change scientists who say this is a problem. And for balance, they'll get Nigel Lawson coming on, going, he's probably fine."
0: Mm. (laughs) And that's given equal weight on that. Where he said like ninety seven percent of scientists uh, or ninety nine or something percent of scientists are saying, and then there's this one sort of. Crackpot, basically, and so he got. He said for for, ba- in, for balance, he got ninety nine scientists in white coats saying one thing, and for balance, one person saying another. The and then when you see it like that, it's not one and one. It's uh, that that is balance. That is balance. We have another question.
11: I'm so sorry.
0: Worked in Sky TV for five years, just so you can hear at home. <laughs> okay. She's no longer there and she needs you to know that. <laughs> She's no longer there. She's repeated that three times. I'm no longer there. I'm no longer there. I'm no longer there. It's what she says to get to sleep. I'm no longer there. It's all right. I'm no longer there. What, what's your name? You don't have to say your full name now.
1: PTSD. It's not that though. It's it's actually what the public are consuming. And media is only selling what the public appetite is to consume. So it's actually oh, I, I don't, I don't, I don't, is the public appetite to consume. Absolutely. Yeah. So people, their inner self is
11: actually wanting to consume these
10: negative
1: things they're reading. I no, I, I I agree with you on that point. But then I have to, even though we're asking, how much is the media accountable? How much are we accountable by continuing to watch it or continuing to listen or creating memes or passing? Ever, have the you needs? ever tried
9: to escape it? I mean, it is it's. Mm. it's I a have. Really, I educated myself. Really hard thing to to escape that and myself. to My My avoid. Every, you know, to avoid uh, every kind of misogyny that, you know, I went on recently on a. I tried to ban myself from watching um, programs where women were fodder for serial killers, and we don't have a TV anymore. True story. (laughs) Because, like, there's nothing else on TV. Uh, And, you know, or the drunk uh, single mom. And you know, one of our six six goals at the Women's Equality Party is equality in the media. We know it has. It's such an opportunity. It's such a huge opportunity. And the thing, the pushback is always, oh, this is really hard to do though, because we've got this whole like freedom of speech thing going on. And and a lot is hidden behind freedom of speech. And we we stumbled across this a lot recently when we start. There's been a lot of conversation about women's the online abuse of women, right? And what you have to think about when you look at the online abuse of women is that the internet was created um, by four men, uh, by the founding fathers of the internet, uh, for white uh, men. And when they created it, they created it in their own image and with a set of values around privacy and around freedom. Uh, and there was a moment in, in the feminist world. I want to go to that place. I don't know where it is. In the <laughs> feminist world where um, we all thought maybe the internet was going to be this moment of empowerment for women, because for the first time we were gonna be disembodied, right? Mm. It was gonna be a text-driven exchange of information. We were gonna be separated from our bodies that limit us so much, and we were gonna be unidentifiable. Uh, And they didn't predict that actually the uh, images were gonna hit the internet, and and when they did, uh, and they took over text content, um, suddenly it did the opposite, and women's uh, online abuse went through the roof. And it went through the roof, and it was no longer just this group of guys who are really concerning, but aren't us. Uh, if you look at revenge porn as an example, it's not the person who commits the revenge porn. It's the thousands of people who then participate in redistributing mm. and commenting on that. Mm. And it's and, and that's just you know, guys uh, you know.
0: Uh, yes. <coughs> so I wanted to ask, um, I, I work in Holocaust education and on the 8th of November I was actually at auschwitz
11: birkenau with 206-born students mm. learning about what can happen when we fear and hate the other. Yeah. Um, that being said, I think it's I, I guess my opinion is it's quite dangerous when we make comparisons. And I think liberals are very good at kind of hiding behind comparisons to the past rather than paying attention to what's actually happening mm. now and why it's happening now. What and about I, think that, then? I think that I think that Especially in Palestine now, you need to learn what Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. also But I no, no, I, I get what you're saying, but what I think is that if we if we immediately I think that it's been very easy all over the internet for there to be like Trump Hitler comparisons. And I think that what that does is take away from really focusing on what's happening now and why things are happening now. And I just wondered what your feelings were on on kind of those liberal historical comparisons, where they are a really good thing and where they maybe distract us.
0: Do you are you are you sort of saying if we go, oh, he's like Hitler, that immediately minimizes it in a way because we go, Well, nobody's Hitler. So is it bit is it like a Godwin's law problem that you
8: think? I think
11: it's, I think it's partly that and then I think it's also just that it's, it's almost too easy, I think. I think that it means that we we don't fully pay attention to the to the huge number of Historical and cultural issues that have led to where we are now—the things that are happening today—I um, think it. I think we do it when we're afraid as liberals because we want to disassociate ourselves and say we're—you know—we're immediately saying this this thing is really terrible and here's an example of the most terrible thing we
0: can think right, of.
11: Right. Okay. And I just wondered, like,
0: so do we minimize our own responsibility by evoking the past and saying, "Oh, it's like Hitler"? Uh, do we need to be pay, pay more attention to what's happening now and see, the, see where those things are different and where they're the same?
4: Just hopping back for a second to the, the media thing, I think a big um, uh, problem with liberalism and neoliberalism is the idea that we can uh, reclaim and reform institutions from within. Um, so I think a big big part of the solution to uh, dealing with media bias is to, to seek out new forms of media, such as podcasts, um, and and uh, in that spirit, and going back to your point about colonialism, learning about colonialism, colonial, yeah.
6: I'd like to... <laughs> it's hard to say. It sticks in the throat. Yeah.
4: <laughs>
7: <laughs>
6: I'd,
4: I'd just like to recommend a media channel that you can uh, seek out uh, called uh, Crimes of Britain on, twi- on Twitter. Uh, that posts several times a day, highlighting uh, Britain's colonial past uh, in uh, India, Africa, our involvement with the slave trade, and uh, persecution of uh, uh, the Irish. Um, and I've only been following it for a little while. It's been incredibly eye-opening because, yeah, we don't we don't learn mm. about it.
6: Yeah. But back
4: back to the normalization of Trump by comparisons to him.
6: Well, I mean, I that is such a fascinating point that I hadn't fully considered. But listening to it, I think that, I yeah, I definitely think that it has some clout. But I also think that part of the reason that we do not, like, that that serves to minimize uh, the present is because, you know, like we make that comparison to Hitler but we don't know what it means because we don't really understand the context not only of that time that history but even our own more recent history and those things that have led up I mean even if we could make if we could make the parallels because we understood the context then we could also discriminate uh, uh, what the differences were and what other influences were happening that made things different and and just listening to what you're saying I'm like oh wow that makes a, a lot of sense but I think that even still uh, knowing more about the history and about the context would allow us to look at this differently and not make those comparisons or when we do immediately be challenged by people who would be like, I mean, yeah, I see how it's like this in X, Y, and Z, but it's not like this in A, B, and C and actually have that dialogue, which would be far more interesting. Um, and just to sort of harken back to, to what you've been saying earlier in the, in the first half, um, I think that it's... there there is something about this idea of of, um, people sort of consume certain things, and then that feeds what other, you know, media sources put out, and it's this weird sort of feedback loop, and, you know, it's hard to talk about um, these issues in media in isolation, because, you know, I'm sort of on, like, Avery's camp of, like, you can't you know, uh, deal with any of this until you start to deal with capitalism itself and like the way that that fuels all of these problems that we are talking about and the ways in which we need to, you know, if not, you know, completely, you know, obliterate that establishment, at least, I I don't know if there's a way to to find ways where it's like, but not everything can function in that way if we are to have a true, you know, democracy where people are informed and, you know, (laughs) all of that kind of thing. Like it can't, it can't just be like whatever sells because like, You know, I think it infantilizes all of us. You know, because like we can all just reduce to like, I mean, what I want to do all the time is be fed like, you know, like booze and weed and masturbate. You know what I mean? And if and if you're willing to do that, then I guess just you know like, is this okay? And everyone's like, yeah, sure it is. If you keep giving us your cash and then that you know continue, well, I need to do this to get the cash. Yeah. And someone someone said to me the other day day
0: that they have a they have a friend and she they said she's a feminist but she edits one of these really horrible trashy magazines like the, the really bad ones the ones that just on the front just have a big ring around some woman's cellulite and then on page one it's like I'd say the next page is like this woman doesn't eat enough she's too thin this woman needs too much she's fat this woman doesn't eat enough she said until by the end of the magazine you're like have a biscuit in one hand and you're like like crying ah! um, and she said, and she's a feminist. I said, no, she isn't. She's not. If she edits that magazine, she isn't. And she said, well, what she says is, this is just what the people want. And mm. I said, I could make more money by dealing arms. People want them. Yeah. People yeah. want, I could sell yeah. landmines. People want them. People yeah. want to blow up people with landmines. Yeah. I'm just giving them what they want. <laughs> like, it's just, you can't live like that. It's also, People his... want all sorts of shit.
7: And they want changes too. When you, when
5: you make, when, and, and I... I I'm not getting bad at that them And I... <laughs> I understand that argument, but it's sugar. People, it it does things to your brain that means you are going to consume more. And shitty newspapers, I despise. But if there's a big um, front page headline that's interesting, I will look at it because it sparks something in my brain that says, oh, that's interesting. However awful it is, and I don't try and consume these things, but I do think the papers and the sugar manufacturers, have a, have a, do have more of a responsibility. It's not good enough to say, we're just giving you what you
6: want because there's not enough, there's not enough choice. I mean, isn't that <laughs> capitalism too? Like I mean, yeah, there is absolutely. supply and demand, they work together. And so if you are supplying cert- certain things, maybe sometimes actually demand goes up as opposed to down, you know, because there's more of it. And people are like, this is what I should want or what I do want now.
8: Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.
0: We've got a question there. There's, there's two yeah, things. Probably, um, but I had a really fantastic analogy
11: about the Brexit debate um, with me, which was saying that if you had a child that failed an exam, and it was the only child in the class that failed, and then the child said it's the teacher's fault, you just say, no, that was fault. Your- Whereas, if you had an entire class of children that failed the exam and they all said, Look, this is the way that we were taught, then they might have a case and that kind of looks at the way that people are thinking and it isn't expected of a child to go out and work extra hard to get that grade. But when you look at the context mm. within which they're educating themselves,
10: as a kind of analogy for both of and people reading. Kind of-
0: so, who are we um. in the class? Are, we- <laughs> are we the so class? So, just, uh. <laughs> So if one child fails on the class, the teacher's not blamed. But if every, every child in the class is, yeah. is fails, then the teacher is blamed. Or not blamed, and but there's more of a case for looking at the environment. There's more for a case for looking at the environment for uh-huh. learning, um, as opposed to the environment in which maybe just one child needs to learn. So uh, you're saying because so blame the because Brexit happened, we need to look at the GCSE class that is the Daily Mail <laughs> and, and go, Ooh. Um, But even more so, even
5: more so, I think in the states, with how, how, (laughs) have has Trump. I mean. uh, that's sort of all I can come all I can do with the last 40 hours is how because has America Trump is has a full beso- of hate
6: and it's well, that, never that, admitted that, exactly. what it's done and because it hasn't it can continue to be like oh that was a different time and we're different and, and we can couch it and other things and it won't ever come out and be like our entire foundation <laughs> and like first world capitalism is built on racism and until we go back and re-educate <laughs> that nothing's ever going to change that's why it's that's it that's yeah. it i'm sorry that's your answer but it is
0: there's a hand up there's a hand at the back and there's, there's various hands someone shout include yourself hi um i want to ask a question about I'm, i feel like i'm in shock because
11: there was a, a certainty that i think we all felt and i think we, we reassured each other a lot over the last few months and i think some of that yeah. we talked a bit about the right-wing press we haven't talked about the liberal press mm-hmm. like last Half, Pretty much half of Americans did not vote or vote for a third party. Do you think there's something within that we have to talk about the liberal press creating
0: such complacency that we weren't angry enough? Less people voted than they did in the last American election. Mm. So the question is Did the liberal press drop the ball, make us all complacent, because fewer people voted in this election than did in the previous one? And, uh, and I, there were some figures today. Clinton garnered 129,000 fewer votes in heavily Democratic Detroit than Obama did four years ago and lost the state by around 61,000 votes. So, she, so it was actually people not showing up. She also uh, got 95,000 fewer votes in heavily Democratic Milwaukee than Obama did and lost the state by 73,000 votes. So had uh, they, they just weren't that excited about showing up for Clinton. But I would have thought, it didn't matter whether they were excited about Clinton, that they, would, that they would get excited about not Trump because he's like a Batman villain. I would get it if it were John McCain and they're like, eh, like, eh, her or him, eh. But it's Trump. It's, it's Hermione Granger versus
5: Biff Tannen. <laughs> and it's, and Biff,
0: Wins. What? And it, we're now living in Back <laughs> to the Future too. To be fair, Hermione Granger wasn't as present at Bengal. No, I, no. It's like evil Hermione Granger <laughs> yeah. versus it's, Biff but it's but it's, it is but it is i think he just normalized sexism if there were, if yeah. any one of his stories any one, and racism if any like within himself like if any one of his stories had happened to another candidate that candidate's presidency would be over when the, hmm. when this tape came out on the bus i was in america and i was just like oh well that's it <coughs> it's over it's over and i was like oh wow i don't have to worry anymore because if that happened to any other candidate in history It would have been over. There's this whole song in Hamilton where Aaron Burr, there's a sex scandal, and they sing, Never gonna be president now. It's one less thing to worry about. One less thing to worry about. And I sang that. I tweeted that. And then, I don't mean to say I've got a lot in common with him, but Lin-Manuel Miranda sang it on Saturday Night Live about the same thing. Just came up to his picture and went, Never gonna be president now. And we were wrong. And it was because that story would break. Two hours later, another story would break. Two hours later, until that became wallpaper. In public, it's, just, it's just locker rooms, just locker rooms, just locker rooms. And too many people recognise it from their locker rooms, fucking
2: clearly. But if you're a rich white man, you can get away with anything. Jimmy Savile, Chad Evans, right. Donald Trump. Oh my God. It's the That's same so True, you It's around the around same the thing. thing. If you are a rich white man, you will always get away with it, you know. And it's it's always been sexist. Um, it, donald, uh, donald Trump has five kids from three different women. If Hillary Clinton had five kids from three different men, she would not be running so for president—not even yeah. close. Or her
6: husband. Yeah,
1: don't no. you feel that in in the sense of that Donald Trump had three wives? He goes to the like to to the church. They accept him, and all the followers said, oh yeah. yeah, it's okay that he's done yeah, that. 91%. He's, he's been, yeah, like he, they-
0: they, oh, they were saying he was like, a, a, that's like King David or something. Like yeah. they were saying, God always uses the, the man who's like fallen and like King David, like he saw Bathsheba on the roof, and et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And then he came to Jesus, basically, not King David, obviously that was pre-Jesus, but um, he had, he's had this conversion and that's who God... God's instrument. Republicans were saying that. God's instrument's always like that. Did I know he had a gay relationship? Did he? King David. Oh! <laughs> I was like, what?
7: Why isn't this yeah. king?
5: She could have... We could have stopped. Oh, yeah, like, have you have stopped the do you know what? know what? Fuck it. And Donald Trump. <laughs> <laughs> it's too late now, baby. Damn it. He's
0: got the keys. <laughs> yes.
8: Um, hi. I've, I apologise um, if this has actually already been covered, but I've kind of
0: been in a, like, um, a haze of feminist um, reactions to the Trumpocalypse. Um, a lot of... Sorry, so I don't know if you've covered this, but um, a lot of people have been talking about the unlikability wondering wow. uh, what you could say on this, or maybe you just want to a few tears. Um. The, so people have been talking about the unlikability of Clinton. Which they, by which they mean
9: womb.
7: <laughs>
9: the presence of the vagina. The presence <laughs> of the womb. I think it's more than that, but I want to hear from the panel. So my, my feminist confession is that I'm a feminist, but I worked for Obama in 2008 instead of Hillary. <laughs> <laughs> Soz. Um, <'Cause> he was, <laughs> t- and is it because he was more likable? It's because he was black.
2: <laughs>
9: so good answer. Uh, and what I did? Was, uh, what I, so I was I, I went out to North Carolina and I was like, I've been on holiday to America, so I know America, and I was fed like you know British press, and I was like, he's got this. So I'm going to jump on this like winning race, just finish the job, uh, and then come back and get lots of jobs off the basis of it, which is working out very well. <laughs> Do the Women's Equality Party <laughs> yes. know that's what you did? Undo- you just like now skated in now at the 11th do, right? hour no, and were the <laughs> <have> photos <laughs> right. with Obama at the party. Right. Yeah. I, so I was also like, um, you know, so I, I was like, oh, he's got this one. And, and I was like, I get racial politics in America. Um, and I arrived in the Bible Belt of North Carolina um, and was like, shit. <laughs> like, writing back home, being like, he has not got this, you know, the telegram, he's not got it in the bag, back to the UK. (laughs) We need to do something. Um, And they sent me out, they thought it was hilarious to send out this British girl uh, canvassing uh, to get a feel for the campaign before I did uh, field organising, and uh, because it is bizarre to uh, Americans in that particular area, who maybe haven't travelled outside of the state, uh, that a British girl knocks on their door, but I did, uh, and so I knock on the door, um, and this guy comes to the door, and he's like hey, and I'm like, oh, hello, Um,
7: sorry to disturb
9: you, Um, I'm just wondering, and I'm like head to toe in Obama get up, right? And then like two days, I'm like, I've got that thing that Americans do where you have to talk about every place you've been on your jumper, and I've got like a baseball cap, and I've got like Obama earrings, and I'm like, I'm just wondering if you're going to be voting for Obama um, in the next election, Um, and this guy's like, he... And I'm like, Obama, Obama. Uh, This guy's like, oh, Obama, oh, oh, okay. So me and my boys, we were at the golf club. We were talking about this whole election thing's coming up. And uh, we, you know, we're Republican. We've always voted Republican. My granddad voted Republican. And, but you know, since Sarah Palin is now on the ticket, I said to them, I said, would you want your wife to be president? Mm -hmm. And with that, it was a resounding no for we're gonna be voting for Obama. (laughs) Oh. <laughs> and I'm like, oh. sullied. I'm like, oh. have a badge, you dick. <laughs> <laughs>
7: um, but,
0: you know, That's it, another t-shirt. <laughs> right.
9: Exactly, another t-shirt. So
0: they were voting for Obama to you you keep Sarah Palin out. Right. Right. Which, they were more sexist than so <laughs> yes,
6: which, camera, yes right?
9: good, good. Yes. But not because she was horrifying
6: right. and a total
0: idiot. Because she, she
9: was female. Yes. And they had done this calculation, like, there's a slight chance that the president might get ill and maybe will die, and then possibly a woman might make it to the top for a brief period of time, and that is just not acceptable, so I'm switching sides. And it was just, wow, you know? And so, and so for as much as I think for this outcome, we have to look seriously at the, at the intersections between uh, race and class and gender and the way that those played out in very complicated ways, and the ways in which w- w- white women chose to uh, retain and vote on their white privilege... Um, I also do think there was an amount of uh, people just either not identifying with the notion of a female president or uh, rejecting that outright and actively voting against that, that prospect.
0: God, you just don't think it's possible, do you? You just don't... I just... Oh. Ray.
5: <laughs> Sorry, my arm really hurts. I'm disabled, so... Uh. Um. People voted for Trump. It's not just like, you know, as you said, not just the right-wing candidate. They voted (coughs) for Trump. Can we really talk them around? Is it worth our energy and our time to Mm. keep talking around? It's It's a genuine question. I do not know the answer here. Or should we be concentrating our efforts on helping minorities and people that actually really need our support right now? I have limited energy because I'm disabled. I have to make this choice. What is my choice? I can pass. I can go do that if I want
11: to. I can go and try and talk around these people on the right. Mm-hmm. But is that a valuable use of our time, or do we
1: need to organize now? Can I tell you? Can I? Can I tell you a really quick story? Um, living in Texas, I lived with a lovely, lovely girl who is a really good friend of mine and lives in the Netherlands now. Um, she was born Republican. She will always vote Republican. She voted Republican <laughs> in this this thing. She had a Jamaican nanny. <coughs> I lived with her for two years and never met her parents. Why? Because I'm black. Though her parents know of me and they think I'm lovely. In theory. In, in theory. And it was to the point that Lauren knew that no matter how lovely I am and how much they liked me through the stories, the minute that they met me, it would taint everything that she had told them. So I never met them, which is fine. To be honest with you, I can't be bothered with people like that because at the end of the day, and I mean they raised an amazing daughter. Like she has a mind of her own, and she's decided that she does not care about race, gender, all that sort of stuff. And she's religious. She goes, she took me to like those that massive church where there's like tons of people and which was so overwhelming. But at, at, at the end of the day, there are certain people who have been like generation through generation through generation have been taught something and they, it's (coughs) to no fault of their own. It's just been so ingrained that I think there is a section of people that we completely lost. And that's, that's just the way it is. But silver lining, they have children who watch TV and if we stop, producing these crappy shows that label certain races, there is a chance that they will change. I mean, if you think about it, at one time in America, black people couldn't sit on white toilets because they thought they would get some sort of disease. Guess what, we all share a bathroom now. So things change, things do change. It takes a while, but it does change. So I think it's up to us to create environments for these young minds, who come out and like, that go to school or watch TV to to change that that thing even though they might hear their parents, but if they 're visually watching something because every kid is on technology, it, there is a possible <coughs> to change that next generation or the generation after if, if you take
9: anything from this result, it is the breadth of movement required to defeat uh, this level of misogyny and racism. Uh, One of the bravest decisions uh, that the Women's Equality Party took when it was created uh, was, and this was a hard decision, um, was to say that that it would be non-partisan. And it chose to open its membership and its doors to people from across the entire political spectrum. It just said, anyone, even if you're a member of another political party, left or right, uh, you can be part of this movement too. Uh, and and, And it also will fill joint candidates with all other political parties. Why? Because we need such a big movement uh, to get this forward. And, and siphoning your, yourself off uh, to the left also doesn't work for me. Look, look at Brexit, and, and uh, talking about short history and short-termism, um, what happened was that uh, those towns and those places were neglected to a point they have never been before in history until they were on their knees. Uh, and that was a series of political d- choices. And in, tw- in 2015, the Labour Party brought out a manifesto which said, we want to reaffirm, contrary to what has been said, we are in fact in favour of austerity. Um, those were political choices, and, and political choices that women would pay the price for that on both sides of the aisle. And so if you want <laughs> to counter that... Uh, you absolutely have to work and there are brilliant people working on the right and the left. The left does not have a monopoly on equality and if it does it's doing a terrible job of, of <laughs> delivering on <laughs> it. Um,
0: do we have any other questions? Sorry, um,
5: can I sum up
0: the back. Yes. Do you have to go? Oh, my God. Grayson has to catch a train because she came down from Manchester for this. (laughs) She came from the north, guys. She came from the north. I really think... I've never heard Grayson speak publicly before we've had amazing conversations but i just felt really compelled like we threw this together in like literally last night i was crying going there's nothing to be done and i just went what about this i'm going to australia tomorrow there's no more time if i'm going to do it it has to be tonight and i thought can i pull something together can i get a venue uh can i get an audience like can i get a panel and i just the one the first thing i thought of is i want grace on it if it happens so i just reached out to her and said could you come and she went she just went, are you serious? Like, of course I will come. And I knew she was in Manchester and I was like, you know, it's it, you know, like, because British people, we don't travel for stuff. Like, we're like, yeah. it's a, what? On a train? No, on, because a British person would say, no, I'm in Manchester, right? They'd be like, no, I'm in Manchester. But she's Canadian, so for her, that's like saying, I'm in Peckham, <laughs> 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 relatively. So, you know, I'll be able to get there by tomorrow. Yeah, she started walking early. And uh, to be fair, say, I love the train. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Every so. single time I get out, and I'm like, is that why you're dressed in your train driver's uniform? Yeah, totally. yeah. No. Yeah. I. Um, no. <laughs> slightly.
1: Like with a little cap, you know. Uh, it's cute. These freaking things are the greatest thing ever. There's so many pockets. It's like, yeah. it is. I can do everything I want, to carry hammers in it. It's fan freaking fantastic. Okay. <laughs> Grayson
0: is an architect, not a serial killer. Uh, I just really want to say an enormous thank you to Grayson Lane for being so honest. Look out for her blog.
7: Uh, 100%. 100%. 100%. I, I, I,
1: I really, really want to clarify, I love white people. Half my family is white. Sure, some of your best we, friends are white. We get it. 99% of my friends are white. <laughs> um, you just like being served before them at a bar. Yeah, I just like to be served before you all because, well, look at me. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> I, I want to say thank you. I am... I, it, I mean, she just threw this together, and look how many people are in the room, and then I was reading, I didn't get my tickets, I didn't get my tickets, and I just thought to myself, wow, I I am, oh, like, I am, I'm grieving inside, but I am so overwhelmed by how many people came out to hear it who under, I don't know if you understand it, but you're trying to understand it, and who want to make a change, and, I mean, I applaud you, and I am, starting to look up being like, oh, maybe some people do want to be my friend Um, and stand up for me. So I thank you. I thank you a lot. And if you have a friend that is a minority of any sorts, give them a hug because right now, every minority I talk to is feeling like I am invisible. And as of this moment, I no longer feel invisible. So thank you.
7: coming
0: yeah. <laughs> that's something I want to take a picture of, just stay standing for a sec. I just want to take a picture of that, because that's the nicest thing I've seen since Brexit. <laughs> <laughs> so
2: to
0: say yeah. it's the fucking you guys, thank you.
1: <laughs>
7: ah. uh,
0: if, if all we've done tonight by coming together is to make Grayson Lane not feel invisible that was something you know and that was the big thing that I kept hearing in my head can we be more visible can we be heard and I think a lot of people didn't show up at the polls because they felt not heard like even though they'd had a black president they still had the Black Lives Matter movement under a black president a lot of people didn't feel served they didn't feel heard they didn't feel visible so they said why bother showing up And I honestly think the counter is slightly what you said about not, uh, Ray said, uh, uh, Ray, I know. Um, Ray said, uh, like, are we gonna spend all our time on the internet trying to convince people who don't wanna hear, or are we going to, help each other and and see and notice the privilege we have. Everyone in this room has influence and privilege or we wouldn't be at the fucking hospital club. Do you know what I mean? We've turned up, we have we heard the podcast, we, we, someone sent us a link. We must have, by virtue of the fact that we're here, can we see more people, hear more people and bring more people, like more than anything, I want the Guilty Feminist to be more diverse. And I'm aware a lot of the time it's white women talking to white women and I'm really trying to shift that, you know. And it takes a while, we haven't even been going a year. You know, we've had, Various guests of color, but I'm really trying to shift that in terms of our, you know, our, our uh, how we represent people of color and and queer people and all sorts of things uh, in the next year coming up, and even global pillage, this other thing that I do, I'm trying to book it more diversely all the time because it's so easy for anything to become the white lady club because I'm a white lady, and you have to just get awareness of your own privilege. You just have to get hold of it and go, and talent scout and look and ask and also understand that people need to be asked and given more and more opportunities for inclusion and and asked again. And if they're nervous and they don't say much, ask them again. Because white men have so much fucking confidence. It's the product of their fucking experience. They've been asked to speak 3000 times. They probably will be better than a woman of color who's never been asked to speak before. So we just have to keep asking again and including again until people feel like they belong. Like we just have to. And I just feel like if it's not us in this room who bothered to come out tonight, who is it? If it's not us, who's going to? So we need to bring people of colour along and we need to start saying, you're welcome, you belong here. Sadia Asmat came onto the stage and she went, oh, it's, it's very white, isn't it? I feel quite Asian. on oh, in front of the audience. And I felt so embarrassed. I was like, mm. oh my God. She was like, you know, like, don't hate me because I'm wearing a scarf. And we were like, no. And she said, when they applaud, the audience applauded her about something she said about the scarf, she went, I was so surprised. I'm not used to white people like applauding the scarf. And she was genuinely nervous in that space, you know. And it was an amazing episode because she talked about it so frankly but we just do need to galvanize a bit more I think like I'm trying as I really am trying now but I haven't been aware of it that long and I'm aware how unaware I've been actually and I feel like I've now talked too much but you have your hand up Okay. Um, I
8: just raised my hand up when you were talking about how men feel so included and I wasn't sure if I should say anything or shouldn't say anything but I'm, I'm Bulgarian you should
0: I, not have said that. That's,
7: <laughs> it's
0: gone wrong. Know, oh. No, you should, have. you should have.
8: No, I know. And it, this is it's not a question. It's, it's, a, uh, it, it's a request for advice. I came here in 2009 and I was invited. I was invited by a university because I was performing well. And they said, hey, you, come here because it's better and we're going to make a good thing out of you. And then suddenly a couple of years after... Things going to shits, <laughs> literally, and Farage and everything. And I'm a gay woman, and I'm standing here where Brexit has happened on one side, and I don't know what to do with my person because I happen to be the worst European there could be, Bulgarian or, uh, or Romanian. <laughs> I did not ha-
5: practice. Knocking things over. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Coming over here, knocking around
8: <laughs> oh, glasses. <okay. laughs> <laughs> <You keep> on. <laughs> but on the other hand, I have my father back in Bulgaria. So up here I've been told several times by many people, you're not white, are you? You're not exactly white, are you? That was, that was news for me, because I come from a very racist country.
7: <laughs> we well, are the white ones. <laughs>
8: exactly. therapy racist and I stand in this position where I'm a gay woman in this country but people don't seem to like me very much and then back home my father seems to think that I'm abnormal and not okay so like Mm. and I the thing is I am after all this I'm still very privileged I have a great education I will be an architect one
7: day
0: Uh, We'll have a whip round, it'll be fine. (laughs) And I
8: have energy and I want to do something. Advise me. Tell me. I will do it.
0: (laughs) Person in the audience, what's your name? Katya. Katya. Katja said uh, she was invited from Bulgaria to Britain in 2009, where it was an invitation and Britain was an open place, and then it's, Brexit's happened and it's gone to shit. Um, And also, but at home, she's not accepted by her father because uh, she's a lesbian and he's very homophobic. So she feels uh, like, what can she do with her energy? She's gonna be an architect, what can she do? Panel, Katja
2: needs you. Shazia. What, what, what 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 like pilates and
7: stuff.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, ref, honestly reformer pilates is amazing. I don't know if you've tried it but Frame in Shoreditch does classes for 20 pounds. And it's really good. I don't think it's come to Bulgaria yet. So I think that you should try
7: You
0: <laughs> should try that out. Um, seriously though, what do you guys, where, where, like where does Katja put this energy? She should fight
2: for the things that she believes in. Um, so whatever you believe in, you should, you should go and uh, put your energy into that. And, and, and you say you don't feel welcome since Farage has, uh, has been here, then you go and protest on the streets, you know, um, uh, sign a petition. That's what all white middle-class women do. Um, and, um, <laughs> Um, you know, start some campaign. I mean, because, you know what, I think Western feminism is working for white women. It's not working for Muslim women. Muslim women are being attacked all over the world and it's not working for them. And so when white women go on about feminism, it's working for them, it's helping them. It's not helping Muslim women. They still can't marry who they want. They're still being forced into arranged marriages. They're still being held at gunpoint on a French beach, telling them to strip off their clothes. It's not working for them. And I thought feminism was not just what you do for yourself, it's what you do for all women. Yeah. So if you're not doing, you're, clearly Western feminism is not doing something right because there are large groups of women that are still suffering.
7: Wow. <laughs> Hannah, do you have any thoughts
0: for Katja? Um, <clears throat> can she have a job at the Women's Equality Party?
9: Yes, it's called it's called uh, volunteering, and we just yeah. we open applications this week. Um, you don't have
0: an
5: architect, um, do you?
9: Yet? No, but we do have our conference uh, d- a debate oh, okay. on women in the built environment. So,
7: twenty eighth you know, of, yeah. of Manchester, twenty eighth of
9: Manchester, of <laughs>
7: Manchester.
6: Um, I was just gonna say uh, the um, the insight that you had in your sort of uh, having come here from Bulgaria, um, I think, is an important one, and just um, being able. Uh questioning whiteness and what whiteness means. And I feel like I wish that you could offer tours where it's like, so you think you're white? Well, you know, and then like, I mean, it's an important discovery to, I mean, it, it's, it's, a, it's a small glimpse into like what uh, lack of privilege is like, but it's a very important one for people to have that moment of realizing, oh, wow, the world is really, really vast and I've been used to being on top of it and pretty much like, oh, I've got it dicked, you know? And that it, it is that mentality and of being in the position of being like, Oh, actually, this whiteness thing has always been relative, and if you mm-hmm. go further down that rabbit hole, which only some will, but I mean, just tearing through that a little bit is so important for for certain people to really continue to go down that path. I mean, not that you have the time to set up like a cruise, you know, to like <laughs> turn people over, but like having that insight, especially for you know a, um, a, a culture's identity, I think is really important, and because of globalization, I think a lot more realizations are going to start happening, hopefully positive ones.
9: When I, when I first moved to America, um... I got uh, really weird anxiety and um, I got therapy. It's therap- not I, I weird. Got it's, a yeah. No <laughs> good. You uh, need it there. Yeah. And, <laughs> uh, and one of the things I mean it didn't work at all. But um, one of the things it turned <laughs> out I was just trying to assimilate uh, by uh, taking Xanax. Uh, but one of the things that I discovered uh, we are also medicated right, that's they are partially so the problem. Medicated.
6: It's partially it's the problem. Mad. We are all high as right, balls. is right.
7: <laughs> the
6: problem yeah. like we, we but, I mean it's like of course, Trump's a like he's just like denying reality, and everyone's like, yes, keep denying the reality, munching yes. pills.
9: <laughs> One of the things my therapist uh said to me was um you know it's it's possibly in this context um you you know back home you're like super outgoing, like gregarious, shouty, and uh, in the context of America you're like. Really shy, because they are like that times a million, um and that was really a learning thing for me, and I had thought our cultures were very similar, and I actually found it more shocking in a sense going and living in a Amer- in a place which I had assumed that our cultures were similar and finding that they were so different because the cues are just. When, cue, when like social cues are slightly different, it's a real head fuck as compared, compared to when you're preparing for them to be really different. So mm-hmm. you're there to learn. Yeah. But when you, you think, I don't need to learn because I, I get this, then you, you, know, you close that, that whole thing down. Um, but yeah, really, I, I think you can definitely, yeah, do those tours.
0: <laughs> I, I I think sit be, and be... Uh, what you did tonight, include yourself. Be seen, be heard, be seen, be heard. Say, I want to be an architect. What do I have to do? Who do I have to meet? Email Grayson, I want a coffee with you.
7: I will. <laughs> include, we need, you
0: include yourself. There's a hand here. Grayson's words really brought me to tears. Um, primarily,
10: you know, I'm six and a half months pregnant now, mm. so I've got a uh, a girl coming into this mm. world who will be a girl of colour and who will be um, having to embrace a world that is perhaps, well, certainly not a place where... Um, will it it be accepting of her and who um, I will somehow have to um, equip with the tools to to face uh, those or individuals who aren't ready to accept her for who she is. Um, I might uh, look at her uh, for the fact that she is a woman, the fact that she... Um, is a woman of, of colour, as opposed to the skills and the uh, her ability and her strength. Um, and, you know, I don't want to instil any fear or any apprehension about the world into her, but I want to be able to, you know, get her ready. Um, and it just all the words that we've been, like, we started on a conversation around, you know, let's not be let's not be too optimistic let's not be positive because we need to accept how how difficult the times are. Uh, we talked about you know history and having and learning about the the past so it doesn't repeat itself. but there was some sort of realization that things that are happening now they've happened in the past, and you know are they going to happen again? Is this just cyclical? Is this human nature? Is this what we're stuck in um I guess I just want some hope.
5: <laughs> uh, I, I
10: do,
0: I'm, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm sort of, of course, Slightly oddly satisfied by the fact that you now, having cried at Grayson, have now made Catcher cry.
7: Oh my uh, the
0: sobbing <laughs> baton passes. <laughs> <laughs> She's now <laughs> weeping for your unborn child. Oh, Another too, fabulous eye of comedy too. at The Guilty Feminist. <laughs> I did umbrella this at the top by saying it might not all be comedy tonight, some nights it isn't, and some nights it needs to be something else, and, and that's okay. Yeah. Um, hope. Uh, we were promised hope and change. Uh, Desiree Birch you're making
6: a face no I'm like I have nothing to say about that we are always promised yeah we're always promised these things and it's and it's um it's so much nicer to believe it when it's becoming from some smooth black guy. It's the first time you ever seen him going like, "Hey, hope and change, baby." Yeah. Uh, <laughs>
7: you know, and, and well, remember I remember mean, the time and, he slow jammed
6: the news. Yeah, right? <laughs> that was
3: so great.
0: And, and, I wanted and, to slow and, jam the news every night, and for the news to be things are great.
6: And to me, like I didn't give a shit about the hope or change. I the representation was enough. My my. Memory that I will always have is the night that, like, the whole family walked out on stage, you know, and, and, you know, and Michelle was in that fucking Hunger Games dress with the flames coming up, (laughs) and they were out there, and I was just like, yeah!
7: Like, but
6: you know, and I mean, it's so, it seems so minute, but like something like that completely like cracks your heart open to see yourself in a place that you've never seen. You know, or to see some version of yourself. And I don't, you know, I, I, like it's painful to listen to, you know, knowing that like, obviously you are going to be an incredible parent to this daughter that you're having and and, you know, all parents have to equip their children, but that, you know, the focus here is is on coping and surviving and not, you know, like thriving and, not, you know, and because not everybody can be a straight white man. But, like, you know, and, and you know, I, I like to look on the, the the bright side of, like, you will have such a, like, you know, empathetic uh, young daughter who will be able to, you know, connect to many people and understand things and be a very brilliant, perspicacious human being because she has seen so much from, you know, so young in her life. But at the same time, like, you want her to go out there and be guileless and stupid and dream all of the big things and be like, I can do it because I said so, you know, and, and that's not, you know, a luxury she's going to be a afforded. And I, I, I forgot the question. No, I, it's,
0: you know, because it's, it's about like how to give you're carrying hope. the messiah, I think is what she's saying. You know, um, I, 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 guys, I just, um, just cause I'm, I'm worried that for, for a lot of people have still got their hands up, but for some people, I worry this is becoming a hostage situation. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, is this ever going to and What I just do want to say is it was so hard to get a venue because I started ringing venues like too late for like after play last night. And so it was just like janitors answering the phone going, what? Um, so uh, someone at the hospital club picked up the phone and they said, uh, they, oh, well, this is you know, going to be a lot of money to hire it. And I was like, oh, really? We can't afford that. And they went, well, this event that you're talking about sounds so good. Could we, if we could have, invite some members, you could have it here. And I was like, okay, but we've got a lot of people that want to come already. And they were like, that's okay. That's okay. Um, because we just really want to have this in this space. So they, they yes. partnered, they gave us this space for free. The next day, also they said they'd call us back. And I was like, they're not going to call us back. They're a private members club. They don't call you back. I was woken <laughs> up by a phone call this morning. Um, we want to do this. We want to partner with you. They gave us the whole space wow. for free. They said, please tell your guests they can stay on as long as they want afterwards. It's not like a members' thing where get out, get out, you've had your thing. Um, they gave a, a bar tab for the for the pe- for the panelists. Like, we didn't ask them for that. So I know. Uh oh, sorry. Yeah. Panelists. <laughs> Were you not told? I like, I've been drinks. I've not
9: been offered a drink since I got here. Oh my god! Oh. Get her a drink, get her a drink. Is that true? I've got such bad clack.
7: I'm so sorry about
0: that. That's terrible. A yard of mail, um, and and uh, yeah, and, it, and they also said, uh, please let everybody know we're uh, we're open for membership. Please apply if you're somebody who would like to use this space or whatever. And I know private memberships are, are are not affordable for everyone, so I don't want to be unegalitarian when I say that. But at the same time, I want to say. The hospital club have been really lovely to us, and they just liked the spirit of what we were doing. And most clubs would have charged us thousands for this, and we yeah, couldn't have yeah. come here. And they just went, You know what? The room's empty. Let's have it full of lovely people saying a lovely thing. And uh, they just kept extending the guest list all day. They were like, Oh, well, OK. I was like, There's more people. And they were like, OK, have some more. Um, and wow. they've been really lovely. So uh, just a big round of applause for the. For the- <laughs> <laughs> I understand people. Sorry, there's, that, that lady's question didn't get answered, and that's why I Oh, my oh hand, but, sorry, okay. Whose question didn't get answered?
11: Wow. I mean, that's so much pressure. Oh what was your question that didn't get answered? Uh, oh, my goodness. Um, well, one, I want to say you got me here, Deborah, and I messaged you pleasantly, and thank you so much. It's been incredible. Um, secondly, I, it was just a comment on what Grayson said and that we need to educate to continue to, to grow, and that that the, there was a huge vote for Clinton in the 18 to the 25 bracket and that mm. there is belief there and the lovely naked that's talking about bringing new life into this world and that there is kind of, I don't know, maybe I don't know I did expect about this, but there is belief in...
0: Oh, yeah, if 16-year-olds had been able to vote, we wouldn't have had a Brexit, and, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. But most A lot of the people who voted for Brexit will be dead by the time we Brexit.
7: Yeah, yeah. 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 And, and, yeah, that's...
0: And a lot of people who voted for Trump will die
2: soon So there's, you know so there's a, a positivity um, I think Trump will die soon <laughs> <laughs> I think he's going to be assassinated I sound like, like
7: you know something
2: <laughs> I know people <laughs>
7: Thank
6: you <laughs>
0: Always the JFKs and the Martin Luther Kings that get assassinated. Yeah. Don't you forget, Bill, as Bill Hicks said, Ronald Reagan was assassinated and they missed. They missed. Like they yeah. Like, Dick Cheney's still Trump. alive. They they won't miss Trump. I, what, yeah, you he's said like you've had a sniper. Very noticeable. <laughs> oh, hey, I mean, he's I've already, already red. <laughs> I'm <in> the best <laughs> in the business. They might uh, just knock his wig off. Um, uh, he's so. He'll blow did, up and
6: come back.
0: Did, did you want to hear anything back from the? the no,
4: it was just that
11: because obviously there was an acceptance of yes to okay. coming and. Okay. the generation that there are consuming media online, but yet it's
0: positive media because they're voting in a positive way and they're looking for a positive I'm I... sorry if that not needed right now. No, no, <laughs> I, 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 no it's I think, always I it needed. It's always needed to say there's a new generation and we can be part of it, and no matter what age we are, it, we're 31 like me, or we're, <laughs> or we're older, like people who've already turned 38 and learnt things about <laughs> themselves. It, it doesn't matter,
4: it doesn't matter, gang. I'm really sorry, I, I do have to go in a minute, so I just want tiny thing. Yeah. Sorry, was it Ray, the second? Ray. Right. Um, just the, the thing about the energy to engage with white feminists and try and, yeah. and make them intersectional feminists that you said about. Um, I sympathize with the energy thing. I'm sure I have more than you, but I have bipolar disorder in my meds. I have very few spoons at the start of every day. Um, and recently part of the shitstorm on the Guilty Feminist group, one of the threads that I think were, that was coalescing around was about uh, sex work mm-hmm. and um, uh, I commented as a sex worker and I did that because I had the energy at the time and there was this massive tidal wave of uh, uh, people talking about, anyway, uh, people saying bad things that were wrong Um <laughs> And <laughs> I, most days I don't have the energy for that because when you engage on a comment thread like that, it will just snowball. Oh, it
0: does take your day yeah.
4: and, and your energy. And so it. I would say to people like uh, Katia um, and anyone else who, whenever you have the energy, seek out those threads. Like we're not gonna turn every non-intersectional feminist into an intersectional feminist, but look for those threads and look for the people who are saying the right things and just chime in and even liking the post or replying to say you agree and bolster it. And then also look for the people who, who, who might be turned and then add your voice and support because when you're the lone or one mm. of the lone voices of reasons in those threads, it. we've all been on comment threads with men And it can be like it is exactly like that when you're a person in uh, a minority, either gender or sexual, or or I'm I'm sure race. Or it it is like pushing back against uh, a tidal wave. And yeah, when you have the energy, if you have the energy, that's what you can can do. Yeah. Thank you.
0: We've all got lots to take away. We're obviously all going to be very busy doing all of these things, Uh, being more intersectional, uh, being more heard, being more seen. Um, So I just wanted to give everyone a huge round of applause for coming. Uh, Applause for Grace and Lane again.
5: Officially, though, um, the person who is the reason we're here actually, um. who would be embarrassed <laughs> to say her own name, Donald Deborah
0: Francis White, please feminist with me, Democrat is Right, Carrie Quinn and my guest co-host, our special guest. The producer was Tom Salinsky for the Spot Neighbor Shop, music was by Mark Hodge. Thanks to Joe, Roman, Dom, Matt and everyone at the hospital club who really have been fucking amazing, as well as all of you for listening. For more information about this and other episodes, please visit guiltyfeminist.com. Thank you. Thank you, guilty feminists. Thank you so much. Absolutely amazing, thank you. And thank you to our wonderful, can I just say thank you to our wonderful men in the audience who've come out and supported. I really, I fucking love the men in our audience. The men in our audience and they rarely say do you know what they rarely go oh i need the mic normally you hear these things and people and, and a man will go so i've got some comments and then they'll they will and i love that our men like are here to listen and learn and exchange and they're just amazing so thank you so much for that thank you to all of you thank you to everybody who included themselves and asked a question everyone who included themselves by turning up tonight everybody who included themselves be seen be heard include thank you very much Yay!
7: Bone dot com.